talk about some aesthetics. James Harden definitely had a pregame meal, averaging 17 points per game over hey, the man, last four. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm reloaded. Um, you know, I love this city. Um, I literally, you know, have done everything that I can. Um, you know, I mean, this, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think can be fixed. So, um, yeah, thanks. Pick on the pain. Do you think that Kyrie is worth all of this drama? No, he's not. He's not worth it at all. A matter of fact, um, let me say this straight up and down. I think Kyrie Irving should retire. I think he should announce his retirement today. Dude, I felt like every so for my my day of just Twitter feed, I felt like it went impeachment, Harden rumor, Bears press conference, impeachment, Harden rumor, Bears shitty press conference, and just like a Rolodex. And all I was doing was scrolling to just every Harden thing and just trying to not look at any of the other pieces of anything it's funny when i saw the i don't know who first reported it but when i saw the news of naggy and pace coming back i was like oh pj's gonna be so <laughs> he's gonna be so mad i mean i wasn't even mad because i knew it was like i i you weren't surprised no i mean i wasn't like at any point naive enough to think after they made the playoffs i just went this is and like it's probably gonna stay and then yeah. yeah mitch gets canned and pagano gets fired or retires yeah yeah it's i'm i mean i'm if i'm a bears fan just what are what would you be willing to give up for deshaun at this point i any i, I would i would anything and i would willingly accept any of the jokes of the, for the fact that They'd have to trade mortgage their future, like first round picks for a guy they could have just taken. And I would be like, yep, this is probably what we deserve. This is probably the only way conceivably that we deserve to have a good quarterback is by means of a way that we famously passed on him already once. If you you can do that. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we can. I could talk about this for a while. I, I do – it would be great if they – if that happened. Um, assuming that they're not going to get too crazy with the, what they would be sending over. But reports I mean, today of the Dolphins players unanimously saying – or not unanimously, anonymously, a few of them saying that they're not as high or not as confident into his abilities as, as what he was touted to be. So that's not great. Um, everything that would happen with Fitz, I'm just, like, I'm not going to be bummed if Tua is the starter going into the next season. He, the, all right, 
I, this is already too much Dolphins talk. So anyway, the Dolphins are devoid of offensive talent. I'm fine with giving Tua another go, but if we get Watson for a couple first rounders and Tua, like, sure, let's do I, it. I mean, the 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 only advantage the Dolphins have over it is uh, two that they because they have the the Texans picks, they just kind of have them by the balls to be like, you want, want these back? You want these, yeah, <laughs> give us because yeah, one of them's number three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. like it's it's intriguing. Bill O'Brien just like set your franchise back five to 10 years you can fix that just give us to sean and you can have your stuff back oh man that's gonna be quite the haul if they end up turning tonsil into sean watson by some insane yeah backwards but speaking of halls ultra yes let's jump into the harden trade because that's why we're here had to do a little impromptu pod tonight because you and i were talking it wasn't impromptu but it was also forced to be today yeah we actually did plan it because you know I had a rundown that is no longer relevant and not fun, <laughs> except for maybe a piece or two of it that we can maybe talk about at the end. Well, and I, it's probably based off of what what is a better trade package that they could have gotten and what was Philly doing and what happened out of that. I'm ex- I really hope that we get some details out of Philly and what they were willing to offer. The reports today saying that, Philly trying to keep Maxi out of the deal, which means they must have had Simmons part of it. And what does yeah? Like, it just craziness. By, so I don't. By all of those reports, it it appeared as though they were willing to part with Ben Simmons at now, but they hit a point where Tyrese Maxi was no nah, untouchable, and I found that hilarious. And firm firm put me down for a. a confused muddled i guess or uh, still confused (laughs) bewildered yeah that would be the language i'd want to use but also you know i I think before we actually talk about all this i think you know in case someone didn't receive 50 text messages in the time that the james harden trade went down and isn't aware of, of the full details of it i think we should provide that to them yeah hit me so uh the star piece of this obviously is Torian Prince going to the Cavs um, along with uh, <laughs> throw in player, Jared Allen, um, the Rockets in return of this 14 trade. Um, first of all, I should have said the 14 trade of four James Harden involved the Nets, Rockets, Pacers, and Cavs. The Cavs, of course, everyone that wants to know received Torian Prince and throw in player, Jared Allen, the Pacers received, uh, Karis Levert and a second round pick. The Rockets got for James Harden, Victor Oladipo, uh, normal check in. Dante Exum still in the league. Um, Kuricks, uh, this is one I did not know who this was. Oh, yeah, he's he he's all right, not getting many minutes because yeah. the Nets are really good, but he's fine, not getting many many attention on my radar either. Uh, <laughs> they received three first round picks from Brooklyn one first round pick from Milwaukee which I believe came to them from the Cavs and then four Brooklyn first round unprotected pick swaps and the Nets get Mr. James Harden that's a lot is that enough of a haul for I first off have to say I am very impressed with the Nets are the one that won the James Harden 
um, eat out um, and was able to get him to Brooklyn, actually. Doesn't make sense. I'm not really sure yet in long term, but um, they were actually able to pull this off and do so. Granted, it's a huge haul, but if you look at those first round picks, if this core stays together, or at least you look at the options of this as this team extending its window to contend by five, six years, if things go well, those first round picks don't really hurt you. And the pick swaps either. I mean, that just basically gives some insurances uh, for, for the Rockets. And, and what the Rockets are banking on is that based on the construction of this Nets team, it all blows up in two years and they're awful again. And then all of a sudden the Brooklyn Nets, we basically then just get a redo 2011 with the Celtics having all these picks from the Brooklyn, but now that's Houston and Bill Simmons gets to spend another decade talking about how another James Harden trade is the worst trade he's ever experienced. But this time it's for getting James Harden, not trading him away. It is a, I mean, I, I in general like this trade for most of the parties involved. Uh, the Cavs is just more puzzling. Like I, Jared Allen is a better Cleveland big, big prospect than Drummond. Um, and he, he's who I'd want. I don't know. Like I've always been intrigued by Jared Allen. Like I think he's a good modern well, center and would have been a perfectly acceptable starting center for the Nets. Didn't if Jared the Allen. whole. Didn't Jared Allen sign X or is he, this is the last year of his rookie deal. Yeah. I think he is not signed long-term. Well, then he's a restricted free agent, but Drummond, this is the last year of Drummond's deal. So. Yeah, it's fine. I, I don't have really any problem with it is my point. It's just puzzling to me that, that the Cavs ended up being a team that was involved in the steal. That was very surprising to me. And you alluded to this before, but yes, I was in a bit of a, uh, I was, I was having to focus a significant amount of time on, on, <laughs> at work today and had my phone. I'm really bad sometimes on zoom meetings, just like being a little bored and I might check my phone, respond to text, whatever. And so I was like, all right, I'm just not going to do that for the next hour or so. Like, let me set this away. And then I, sure enough, it's like, all right, this trade, this trade went down and wow. Just always the hour. It's always the hour where you try to put your phone away. That's what happened. I'm not going to set this thing more than five feet away for the next year, probably. But anyway, uh, the nets are going to be insanely good. I, I am not like Karis Levert and giving up on him. That is, he has been good. He has shown flashes of being like an insanely good playmaker. Uh, usually you get a version of like the scoring Karis Levert or playmaking, but rarely are you getting like a super efficient version of Levert that's providing a ton of playmaking on a night to night basis. But like, look at the bubble and what he was asked to do for them. He made them competitive. He, I think he's a really good player. So the fact that he's with the Pacers and they get rid of Oladipo, who when healthy in his prime, Oladipo is great. Uh, We haven't seen that for a little while. And Oladipo clearly wasn't happy there. So him going to Houston, while I'm sure he's probably not thrilled by that, um, it is an opportunity for him to – he's going to be the best player on that team. Should be, 
right? Yeah, I mean, John Wall's played pretty well. Just yeah, like, Wall Wall's been all right. Wall's crumbling around and Christian him. Christian Wood has been awesome. Yeah. But uh, it's you know he those are the types of guys he's competing with. Po- like ACL surgery coming off ACL surgery and not playing for a couple of years and Christian Wood who hadn't I mean, averaged more than seven shots per game going into the season. Like I, I think that it's, a, I think if I'm Oladipo, your team might not be great. You're in the Western conference now, but like you have a better shot at getting a pretty great second, your next contract. Like you're going to, you're in a better position to set yourself up for a more lucrative contract now than when you were with Pacers. That's probably true to, to some effect. I mean, the, the Houston Rockets are literally a mass unit of just dudes coming off of injuries, like significant injuries and trying to kind of reclaim their, their career and, and put a stamp and also try to, for some regain or solidify money that, a couple of years ago, they probably were guaranteed to receive in the open market between Boogie and now Victor Oladipo, the kind of top two of them. Um, I we're think in the lead. You, let's talk about the Nets. Like, what does this mean for the Nets? Yeah, well, I think going through it, I really thought the Nets had maybe moved away from it, but then the Kyrie Irving foolishness of the last week or so, I think – put them in a position where this trade became a necessity and like something to a um, appease Kevin Durant, no matter what. And because of how Kevin Durant's been playing so far to start the season, um, I think is uh, exceeding a lot of people's expectations. Mine for sure. Obviously I think the nets even are, are pleasantly surprised with this and, and it can he sustain it from recovering from an injury um, like an Achilles where, where there is a lot of bumps in the, the road throughout that. And just like with this season and, and where it's, you know, we'll talk kind of the you know, later about the just constraints of games being canceled and whatnot. Um, but I, I do part of me looks at this and says, all right, I don't, if, if I'm Kyrie Irving and I'm saying I, I'm upset already with the organization for I was never really on board with the Steve Nash hire or getting my input and feeling uh, somewhat betrayed already or just not having a, a say in the organization. I think this trade does want, certainly would probably rush Kyrie to come back if that's if those reports are true and he needs he's having issues and kind of trying to throw his weight around um, because if he doesn't his, those shots and buckets that he was planning to get this year might be gone. They might just get dispersed between Kevin Durant and James Harden. But two, if you're the Nets and this Kyrie Irving thing goes the way that the Kyrie Irving experience went in Boston, well, you have, you have your two stars, you can trade him and recoup a different star. You can, you, you've got some options as far as that, where you're not solely all in on just the Kyrie, Kevin Durant experience. You've got a third option. Is it the most reliable option itself? No, but I think they're just playing almost a weird superstar Russian roulette of between these three, can we get two of them to be a core of a team that we can build around and rely on, on in some way, as long as they're in a winning situation. The Kyrie Irving thing is puzzling. I don't know if everything that's been circ- circulating in the news 
I don't know if that is what led to this besides Harden continuing to force Houston's hand. The other piece, yes, is the Harden just. Yeah. I mean, that played a massive, I mean, there was a, there was a report less than a week ago from the ringer that the Rockets were becoming increasingly more confident that they would be able to retain him. Now, maybe that was just fodder to feed to the media media to try to generate a higher return in a trade. But nonetheless, um, I personally uh, am of the, like KD went to Brooklyn to play with Kyrie. Um, So I do not think that this has anything to do with like more long-term or short-term plans to have Kyrie not on the roster. I think that they're thinking that this is the big three and that the Eastern conference is at a stage right now where it's winnable and like, let's make a run. And also KD and, Kyrie is pretty young. Katie's coming off significant in- injury and he's been fucking amazing. I looked up a ba- basketball reference today after his uh, night against the Nuggets a few nights ago where he had 13 assists and Kevin Durant is amazing. He's like having one of the best, <laughs> best seasons of his career. I know that he's missed a few games uh, due to COVID, but like, right. KD is averaging just a hair under 30 points a game, eight rebounds, six assists. His effective field goal percentage is north of 60%. It is a career high. He is shooting 86, just under 87% from the free throw line, which is the lowest in a while. And from, from three, he's shooting almost 45%, which would be a career high. He is playing better than he ever has, uh, arguably. Um, yeah. And maybe maybe he's not as springy. Maybe he's not quite as quick. But, like, he's so smart. His shot selection's great. He's insanely efficient. And Kyrie and him haven't even played that much. The key to this, to me, is, like, if you get MVP-level Harden, this is a no-brainer. It is pennies on the dollar because ultimately a majority of these picks are going to be high in the first round, which can you get value? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, They're going to be low value picks in the first round. They're not going to be all that like unlikely to yield a return that is even close to what Harden brings to the table. And sure. They got to facilitate to get extra picks by including Levert and Allen in the deal. Um, but you got a Milwaukee pick, which is again, not going to be all that helpful. Now that we know that Giannis is going to be with them for the foreseeable future. It's like all in all, I don't blame the Rockets for doing this because we don't know what other offers they had on the table. Uh, and they got at the end of the day, four first round picks and pick swaps, which might not amount to anything. Um, and they got Oladipo. And Oladipo, I don't think I'm like, all right, our team is a play. We are a playoff team because we have John Wall, Chris Wood, Oladipo, and Boogie, who Boogie is on one, baby. (laughs) Boogie, uh, I was listening to a podcast with with my wife, and she said, my wife, and she was like, why would someone pick a fight with Boogie? I feel like he could beat someone's ass. I was like, you should tell Marquise Morris that. Like, I don't I don't know what these guys are thinking. Anyway, this I, I I don't maybe the Rockets could have gotten a better haul. 
Um, maybe I, they could have held out longer, but like, geez, not. I think given the circumstances, and I think if anything, James Harden went all in on the challenge of we're willing to get uncomfortable, and James Harden not only um, talked his way but also ate his way out of that situation, and he made it as uncomfortable for them as possible. We're to the point where, um, yeah, I think they were, they began initiating trade talks and I think they lucked out from really, I think being serious this time around and then having some, as we kind of mentioned at the beginning too, with Philly and, and being able to leverage some of the Philly offer um, to really ensure that they were getting the best potential offer from teams that would be willing to, uh, put that up because they know James Harden would want to go to their team. Uh, and yeah, whether it works or not, I, and like from the Brooklyn end of it, like all I can really say is you've got your window. If you think this helps extend it, maximize it, whatever the case is, go for it. And, and, and at least these guys are under contract for uh, a few years. So you do have some control there and ability to, um, put this together and, and contend with the window that the Lakers have opened up for themselves and the Clippers have at least for another year. Um, and who knows? I mean, yeah, they could, like I said, at least they, if, if it really can't work, I, I think they, they can flip the, the odd man out uh, and get another star, some another piece or two and, and fill it in just based on once they have those three in there. But, certainly doesn't hurt to try and try and, and try with those three guys. And if you fail, you know, your, your plan B could can work too. And you've got options in your plan B, I think. Um, I'm really excited though on the outside of all of that is to see Karis Levert on the Pacers just from, from that standpoint, like you had said at the top, I mean, dude's a distributor playmaker, um, way better of a pro than I ever thought he was going to be coming out of Michigan. But I've really enjoyed the, watching Karis LeVert develop as a pro. Um, and I I think, if anything, he is a guy that has proven time and time out that if you need a bucket, if you need, need something from him in a given night, he's going to deliver that. Uh, and, and is a pretty consistent player and has done so in some situations with Brooklyn where he's been the primary guy. See, coming back from his own devastating injury a few years ago. Um, and now as a team, I, I, I like the fit with him in Indiana a lot and the pieces they already have there. Um, I think him and Brogdon together is really fun for, for the Pacers. Do you think they, he, they, they're going to start him? Karras? Yeah. Well, TJ's out, right? I think, yeah. Without for right him. now, but when TJ comes back. I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's going to play his way to a point where they are going to, yeah, whatever role they see for him, I'm not sure. But I think production-wise in minutes, like it's going to be tough not to give that guy the more minutes than he's he's gotten. Because I, I don't think he's he's proven or shown at any point where like, He's not one of those guys where he's really good in a 25 minute stretch. I think he's shown he can play 35 plus and still be as effective uh, and, and make an impact on the game when needed. Uh, I agree yeah. with you. I, where I was going with that is that I think 
he is best with the ball in his hands and when he's playmaking. Um, and, and that's why I think if he started for him though with that, because I think they're not with Sabonis on the floor too, though. That's where they run yeah. so much through Sabonis. That's that's the, my worry there is that they're just going to be there's not going to be enough ball to go around between Sabonis and Brogdon for Levert. And a similar issue with Oladipo, but I think if you bring him off the bench but close with Levert, I'd like to see them do that. I guess like still get him 28 to 32 minutes a night, yeah. running the offense through him a ton when he's on the floor, closing with him, but like. I don't know if you could throw Brogdon, Brogdon holiday and future, like when Warren is back, you close with those two and Warren and Levert and Sabonis little small ball five miles. Turner has been pretty good this year. Um, yeah. So they, that's a good problem to have though. Right. I mean, they're, they're pretty good. Pacers have been better than I thought that they were going to be. And I think this is even – this is just raises their ceiling a little bit higher. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so before we talk about some other offers that were circulating earlier in the day, do you think that this all of a sudden makes Brooklyn the East favorite? I mean, on paper, I, I will say they were – if they, they already were, but now they're, there's no contender for the most interesting team in the league. Uh, by far to um, watch on a given night. I mean, the Lakers are kind of boring in in some con in, in some ways, like compared. Well, they're to, just kicking everyone's ass yeah, every night. Yeah. Um, and the the Clippers are just sort of being the Clipper. I mean, they're they're kind of like figuring it out in a, a different, more humbled way, I guess, this year. No, I mean, this program thing is super interesting. Uh, you would assume that they are the favorites uh but i i they still won't have the best player on the court when they play the milwaukee bucks so um until they can show me that they can stop Giannis, uh i'm not too sure if they again i really want it to be an eastern conference matchup of them and the the bucks hopefully this year but i don't know if they can address the Giannis problem when that that comes to a head because i i thought one thing you know with them pre this trade like jared allen was a really good player for them to help address the Giannis issue <clears throat> now i don't know like i don't deandre jordan no i mean kd like we said isn't as explosive and i just don't think you can ask him to put up the offensive production and guard Giannis on the other end however when you've got james harden now yeah, that does take some of that burden off of him to do that. So um, I think it's them in Milwaukee for sure. Um, and Philly will be there too. I think it's, if anything, you you take the look at the East now and it's a three-team race. I, mean, I, I will still keep Miami in there as like a serious uh, at-large or um, honorable mention contender potentially. But yeah. beyond that, I don't really see anyone else uh, having a shot now. I, I think if anything, how I looked at the East before was it was going to be Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals and then a Rolodex of three or four other potential teams based on playoff matchups that I could see end up there. Um, 
and hopefully Milwaukee doesn't have to play Miami if it, the matchup happens until the Eastern Conference Finals because that's going to be their big hurdle. At some point, not to – we always end up talking about Giannis, so it's only fair that when Harden gets traded, we talk about Giannis a little bit. But at some point in time, Gian, Giannis is going to have to be the best player in a playoff series like that. Like he – I think it is as simple as that. I don't yep. see the the You're, I do I do not see the Bucks losing a playoff series in which he is the best player on the floor. Hundred percent right. And we haven't seen it in the last two years. And if we see it this year, I think they're going to win. Like I don't, I don't even if they're playing Brooklyn, even if Brooklyn's playing well and have more firepower on paper. Like yeah. that's that's how I see it. But um, other trades or other things that you had on our rundown that well now have to scrap. I just wanted to say preface this part before I the other before I just shit on the NBA. Uh, thank you NBA for giving us this news and gifting us this today amongst everything else that was going on, so that we could ignore those things. On the flip side, NBA is not doing so hot on the COVID front as more and more games continue to get canceled um not canceled, but postponed um due to teams not having enough guys and i personally don't think that the season is in jeopardy at all there's a reason they built in some of this but i i think i'm not sure if i said it on the pod or not but like for sure is one of those things that um you know when it comes time to criticism NFL got it, MLB baseball, you know, MLB got it. And I think the NBA deserves a lot of criticism on that front as well and how they've handled it, how guys have taken on the responsibility a little bit, but too, just like the league, it, it seems like kind of expected this, this surge after the holidays is like a lot of us did just in day to day, but um, they are, really at a point where they're they're being challenged as far as how they can address this and not have to get in a situation where they have to go back to a bubble. It's been really bad. Yeah. Deserve a lot of criticism. It see we got I, I feel like we had a couple weeks there at the beginning where it seemed to be going okay. And we're now three ish four-ish weeks into the season and it's starting to unravel we've had a handful of games canceled this week a an exponentially increasing number of players that are testing positive and it's really unfortunate the nba is so progressive with most of the things they do and they were way too far and react or way too slow to react to what's going on well it's i mean they they by far they got all the positive press all this stuff from the bubble and just like the execution behind and everything and i think everyone knew that was the as fauci said is that like that was the ideal situation if you're going to have a sports league right now during this pandemic that's going to be the setup there's also the side though of the cost of that and the strain and like just stress on the players of being isolated like that for and if they did it right now it would be like four or five months if for some of those teams and that's 
unfair and unrealistic, I think, to ask any of these guys to do. So you try to find a happy medium. I think where like I get legitimately puzzled and I'm just like, how how can this be possible? Is like when you get to the situations you have like Jonas Valanciunas, Seth Curry, like getting pulled mid game and because their their tests come back. Um, baseball had this issue too at points where you had guys come in, they got slammed for, it, and the NBA should too. Like I don't understand how they're not setting this up in a way and at least spacing out the games or however you have to do it in a way like these guys, if they're in the stadium and they're, you know, warming up for a game and then getting like, you've already, I think based on what we know about this disease, you've screwed up. Like they've, they've passed the point of no return and like every, all that close contact then just becomes an issue. And I think alongside the fact that, knowing that pe- these guys are going to see their families and whatnot over the holidays and the break. I, I think the NBA thought that this was going to happen uh, based on some indications that have come out. Um, and I think the push for Christmas and when I was start the ball rolling and getting games because in the inverse, I, I do think from there, I'm not agreeing with them, but I think their approach with this was, could you imagine if, if there was a spike that was happening and everything and the NBA was trying to start playing games on MLK day and the positivity rates and what, like if guys were coming into training camp or whatever now after, and like all these outbreaks were happening, people would be telling them not to start the league to push it back to the start. Whereas in this instance, they've already started like, and it would make, I, I think far, it would be wild to me if they decide to like, cancel or stop or like pause or something now like they're just kind of in a way of the money train is rolling it's off the station it's it's going we can't stop it we just have to just kind of chug through and if people fly off whatever we steamroll through this bad boy and we'll just make it work one way or another but the season in and of itself is like kind of a punt for them to hope to get back uh, to their normal cadence come next season. So whatever they have to do to get it in this window from now till, you know, most reports are saying by July, they want to have the finals wrap up. Yeah. I'm, I don't really have, I don't know what they do from here. I know that they're trying to implement some more strict protocols, obvious conclusion or obvious reaction, but how you're going to, how you're actually going to be able to fend all of this off, fend COVID off and control this for five, a handful of additional months when we, in all likelihood, are not going to have the vaccine widely distributed in that amount of time. Um, I mean, they're going to get it. Uh, I think that's like where this is. They just need to hold on tight so they can start getting these guys and and whether or not they do it in the most PR friendly way, or as I say, they're going to rip for that. And they should, if they, if one NBA player gets it before a person that wants it, that's over the age of like 60 gets it, that's messed up. In my opinion, that is like, I I don't know how you justify that. Well, I would say I, my only argument against that is this, and not to say like, that there in my mind should be a priority. But when you're making this argument of this is like, especially with the vaccination, everyone's got to get it at some point, like for 
we all need to get it and like however you distribute it like i'm not gonna necessarily argue one way or another the perfect way to distribute because i don't know uh and clearly a lot of the public health folks that are doing handling this don't know because they're you just hear about how poorly it's being executed in certain parts and other places but my argument is this is like if there is not a higher uh embodied power i.e the government who is telling these leagues that they can't proceed forward until they're vaccinated and they have to you know essentially fall back and wait in line and wait for that before they can make next plans that's not happening they're letting these leagues roll on because the money's got to keep going the money says we got to play these games we have to go and if the money's saying that not that i agree with it but the money is dictating that and the amount of people these guys are interacting with with each other just i mean you still get nba games without any fans but just people on the court there's a considerable amount of people who are in contact and i think just if this if this league is going to press forward if baseball is going to start in april you have to seriously say well if we're not going to stop them from doing it we should at least get out in front and give them the vaccine to ensure then that they're taken care of and then that any of the people they are interacting with there's less likelihood that they're passing it on that way i think if you're just creating this kind of hive this this rolling kind of moving circus of potential spreading capabilities here you should neutralize that if it's going to flow and move throughout the country the way they are even though i understand that the nba in itself these players are insulated from a lot of the public they're still interacting with folks i mean there's their coaches training staff the the staff members on the team that are allowed around them i mean it's still more people that they're interacting with on a day-to-day basis than you are i are when you think of like touching of different people from different quarantine bubble cohorts, whatever, however you want to phrase that term. Well, and I'm, I'm not arguing. I I think that they are going to get the vaccine sooner than others. I'm just saying, I don't, I think that the NBA should be criticized for that too. I I don't, I get, I I get why they're going to, it it usually comes down to money. I think you're right. It just, I still think that it's messed up. It is. Uh, it's but, 100% messed up. But I don't think that's, that part I don't necessarily think is the NBA's direct fault or any of these proteins. Like, they're, what's going on with them is a singular kind of zoomed in view of the problems that when you scale this back out is the problems everywhere. You can take, I, I totally factors. disagree. They, it is a choice. The NBA could choose to, say ask the question do have these been have these been distributed to uh senior care facilities in the u.s no okay but, send them there that is a choice like but the it, so not we can't it that no but they 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 don't have to accept widely distributed if it gets distributed to all nba players it is going to be an nba sanctioned and organized activity so it is they could choose to do handle that differently How's it? they could but no so how can you say it's not their fault? They, oh, well, it's not their fault because they choose to take the vaccine. Well, if maybe I, I am cool with it, if it's like, okay, there is enough vaccinations available for everyone in the U S fine. Yeah. I'm then I'm but not gonna worry there, about it. But, but 
the system that is not allowing that to happen or the distribution to be at a rate and just like the setup of our country and the system of distributing these vaccines, like that isn't the NBA's problem. That's what I'm saying. Like, so when you start at the front there, I mean, where they fit in, they're kind of just, they're playing with the rules and the, the hand they're dealt. And if they can get ahead, like capitalism, baby, like, like I said, the money, if the money doesn't, can't stop at this point and where we've gotten to this at this point like clearly why we're in this is because not everyone took the time to consider you know someone else a lot there's a lot of me first actions with how as a whole country responded to this pandemic i can't fault the nba for being like me first in the instance of if i can get the vaccines these guys we got to do it so we can keep rolling. And this, you know, honestly, the, 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 I know your, I know your political views. And I think that if you extrapolated to this, to like a real life example of like a big corporation and insanely I'm wealthy saying, individuals, I, I'm not this, this, would have said, this, this. this would be saying like, Oh, I can't blame Jeff Bezos for having hundreds of billions of dollars of wealth while some can't afford healthcare because that's just capitalism. Like that, that, that is pretty much what you're saying. No, I, I, that is what I'm saying, but I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying this is the nature of reality. And like, but do you, so, but you're saying you don't blame Jeff Bezos because Jeff Bezos is the NBA in that comparison. No, if, if my personal, my, what I was trying to convey here was my observation of it and how I don't see the NBA, if given the opportunity to get vaccines and keep the money train rolling. They're not going to say no. I don't think any situation they would. Uh, no, I'm not, but I'm not saying that I think that's right or that's how I think it should go. I'm with you on your end of it as far as the and like the criticism they get. Fine, you know what? It's probably going to roll off of them because once those guys get injected with the vaccine and they can continue playing and then they can start vaccinating some of the fans and get fan like. It, it, it might as well just be a, a one-to-one pass off of, all right, NBA players. All right. How many, you know, vaccines can we start getting to the, the fans? And once those folks can start, hell, they could have senior only night for the first month, whoever they can get in the door to get money from to like recoup some of this loss. Like that's going to happen. I, I'm not saying it's right or how I would do it. Cause yeah, obviously I think I might, we, I'm not arguing that you're saying it's right. I'm arguing that if you say that you can't blame the NBA, how can you say that it's – I don't think it's right, well, I can't blame but I, it's NBA. fine if the NBA does it. Well, I, I can't blame the NBA in the same way I can't blame Jeff Bezos. Like those individual corporations, yeah, they did not cause the problem. There is sure as hell taking advantage of it and how it's set up is to benefit those groups, and that's how the system we're in right now. Um, but I can't I, fault one of those over the other – for, for playing the, the cards that are dealt without us, you know, changing the game board completely. I will have to disagree, agree to disagree on this one. I, I think it is a question of morality. My, this, this, the whole, this whole thing started on, do they yeah. deserve to get, to get criticized publicly yeah. for this decision? Hells yeah. Which I think we agree, but you're also kind of defending them. But I think, no. but I, I think you, you're saying we're we've we've come back to it 
you yeah. agree that they they should get and they should get criticized if they all of a sudden vaccinate so, the entire league. So, but I guess we're kind of I'm going to. So yeah, all right, let's play the game. NBA, you can enter the vaccines. NBA says no, and they continue this and like could infect more people. But you know, there's that. But that's just on the the simple basis. NBA, we got a truckload of vaccines for every guy in your league, every coach. Do you want them? Let's. You want to start rolling them out? NBA says no. Next call. MLB baseball. Do you want these vaccines? Yeah, we want the vaccines. Bring them on in. So like, then it's MLB is vaccinated, ready to roll. They're they're taking forward. And NBA NBA, why'd you turn those down? Like, look, isn't that reckless to try to play without them? And sure, you can spin whatever way, but if they can get them, they're gonna get them. And when they're available, and like. They'll pick their window where it, it feels okay, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, by the time teachers are getting them, NBA players are standing right in line with them. I see what you're saying, but this They've got also- finance guys, and New York is, like, one of the, the higher end because of the bank, like... Dude, I see what you're saying. My, my point is that I'll, I'll, I'll throw out another analogy here. If I'm an insanely rich person and I have valuable, I have valuables in my home and I'm, and I'm a person that had the opportunity to steal that stuff. But I know that if I don't steal it today, someone's going to steal tomorrow. Yeah. Just because I didn't steal it or just because I, I can't say that because it's going to get stolen tomorrow, it's fine for me to steal it today. Like that doesn't all of a sudden make the fact you stole it today. Okay. Which is, what I'm saying about the NBA, just because you allow, just because you are saying, okay, the vaccine can go somewhere else. And again, I, I, we generally are agreeing on what is going to happen here and that the NBA should be criticized yeah. for it. If they distribute a, all the vaccines to young, healthy people, um, no, I mean, older, but we don't know for sure, but that's probably how it's going to play out. Yeah. But let, let's get back to what that like, NBA, I guess, yeah. What 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 they're gonna do here? If is the season gonna finish? What are they yeah. like? I they're ultimately think that it's we're gonna be okay. I think that we're probably gonna have another couple of weeks where it's gonna be kind of bad. Um, yeah. This we this is a Mike like a very small sample size of all of America, which is blowing up with right. coronavirus, and they it, we're not very far removed from the vaccine starting to be distributed. It's going to be take, it's going to take a little while before that starts to take effect, but I think you're going to start seeing that affect the NBA too. And we're going to see less, less smaller percentages of, of players being affected. And ultimately the season is going to end up being okay. Even though we are definitely going to continue to see more absences than normal. Like yeah. that is a foregone conclusion. Right. And yeah, I guess like we're not, uh, uh, move on but like where i was getting with this kind of piece of it is like if the end goal is to get everyone vaccinated and the nba is going to potentially quote skip the line but then they're able to keep good old economy rolling through like i think there's a lot of people that are going to be like that are making these decisions are going to be fine with it and two like what's coming out right now with some of the vaccinations, like there's a ton of them that are being wasted. And would I rather see those 
hey, NBA team, we've got, you know, 100 vaccines. Can we distribute them to these couple teams? Yeah, I'd rather see those vaccines go to those guys, even if they quote unquote jump the line. Um, and if, if it's that's kind of how it goes or like, hey, NBA, we allocated these that are going to go to waste. Yeah, 24 hours to get them. Like, hell, I think the NBA is going to try to do that. Yeah. I would try to do that. If yes. someone called me and said, you have to show up somewhere at 3 a.m. to get a vaccine, it could go like, I would do it right now to get it, even though I know someone, you know, else should probably get it. But if I get offered it, yeah, because I need to get it. And then there's one less person to care about, like that they have to worry about getting it later. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right. I'm not, but like it, there, there, there's the two, there's the, the right way to do it. And there's like how it's happening. And like, we don't have the perfect way to system to do it. So under the current system stances, like you get your number called, just, I think yeah, so you're just saying it's still, it's still better to just eliminate the possibility, which I, I, I yeah. get that. It's better than me saying I'm never going to get it. <laughs> well, yes don't even get and i don't want to get into that, that part of yeah. it but like yeah, yeah that's a whole God. different thing okay let's let's talk about the sixers a little bit and what they were and going getting back to harden before we wrap up yeah sixers clearly the other team that was involved in advanced discussions with houston right and it seemed like simmons was in the deal and they couldn't they were asking for maxi simmons and maybe another asset and like um uh what's uh foul uh why am i blanking on this right now um cork moss <laughs> no um <laughs> who was why can i i i don't know i i didn't see this so i don't know i'm literally like i can picture him in my I, my brain is just I'm, what positions the four the forward um It's not important. Okay. Anyway. Oh, this no. T- Matthias Thobel. Tybal. Okay. Thibel. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would be asking for that too. Seems like a lot. Um, my take I on that. A guard. I acknowledge Maury. This is probably something that we've talked about. So apologies if this is repeat, a repeat take. Very much so would rather have Simmons at right now, current contract than Harden. I, I get the concern around Embiid and Simmons fit and mm-hmm. theoretically Embiid and Harden should complement each other quite well. Um, minus maybe, I mean, usage stuff, but in yeah. general, like, I don't know, the space, some more spacing, better shooting, better playmaking, pick and roll and less pressure Embiid. on Embiid. Well, and the argument you made with, or you pointed with Durant, like Joel Embiid's, playing very well to start the year as well yeah been insane insanely good uh 46 and 14 last night they they have been crazy um yes shout out to people that have them on the fancy team and are putting up like an insane points an insane week this week (laughs) yeah 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 uh and b's been fire I, I'm sure that the I'm wonder I'm wonder I'm sure that Maury is kicking himself. I'm wondering if like Doc Rivers is kicking himself. I wonder how Embiid felt about all this because uh, I I don't get I don't think that him and Ben Simmons are like you know this is not like a D'Angelo Russell Devin Booker cat 
friendship that they have going on. No. Uh, they, I think that they're fine, but they're not not as lightly knit. They're fine. Um, so how this would have fit, I I, w- I was here for it. I'll say that. Like I would have loved to see the Philly experiment. I think that Houston actually would have been really good with Ben Simmons. Like not like winning a playoff series, but could well, they have been like the eighth seed? Him with Wall is like weird. But that team would have been very bad shooting wise. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I think that it, a season from now, you could orchestrate, you could build that team in a way that would make them interesting. And I just, I think that Simmons does so many good things yeah. and is almost like it's such low risk, such a high floor type player that's still a superstar and an top 15 defender in the league that like I just I would rather have him in his mid-20s than Harden and all the baggage that comes with that yeah but I I would I would equate it to um very like a, a Simmons Harden trade would have felt very similar to me as like the Jimmy Butler Zach like the the T-Wolves Bulls trade from the standpoint of like we're getting a younger version of a guy that we think, you know, can play out to end up being a guy that we could build around and contend. Like if things go really well, we could build a contender around one of the pieces we're getting back and we're not having to search, you know, with the draft picks we're getting to necessarily find that guy. We're just, we're getting a piece back that we are going to, you know, step one of a rebuild would be, try to do something quick around that guy. And and Ben Simmons by far is the like your basement with Ben Simmons acquiring him is a lot higher than any of the guys that they did ultimately get back with this four team trade. Yep. And um be curious to see if the, the Sixers end up I mean it's not it's actually a decent chance that the Sixers end up playing Brooklyn in the playoffs at some yeah. point. And that's a very interesting matchup to me. Um, are you, would you have Simmons guard? You're probably switching a lot, but would you have Simmons guard Harden or KD? That's tough. I mean, that, those are the, though that team, I, I think they no longer match up all that well defensively, although you don't have anyone on the nets that, can do anything with Embiid. I don't, yeah. I, mean, right. DeAndre, I mean, DeAndre Jordan is just not going to hold up. He's going to get in foul trouble and that's going to be a disaster. It's the same, it's the same thing with Jan. I'm like, um, I will say this, like to kind of what I was saying, or like, I think if I had been Philly, if I made the decision, I was willing to trade uh, Ben Simmons or like, I already decided that my hardened package was going to include Ben Simmons. The, the maxi parts where I'm like, why is that a sticking point? Cause I think one other piece we didn't talk about with them is like, if they're willing to do that, I think that's an indication of like also a reflection on how well Tobias has played. And like, they were feeling good about a, the a three of Tobias and bead and Harden. And I could see, you know, why. Um, yeah. And yeah, if, from that standpoint, like, I think they should probably get a little criticism if like truly it was like, 
Well, no, Maxi is just too like you're getting James Harden, man. Like <laughs> you got to give up something. Yeah, I, I, I. It seemed like Simmons was on the table. Um, yeah. And maybe we find out later it wasn't. They were trying to give everything, but Simmons, Tobias, and if if Simmons was on, it was, Simmons and Embiid weren't on the table. Anyone else? They was you know. Maybe we'll find that out later and or some spin, but. If Simmons was on the table, this was a bad trade for Houston. I don't know what, I don't know how you could possibly justify that that package of of picks is more valuable than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is, I like, I think that Ben Simmons is worthy of a package like that. I, I get the scoring limitations. He is a good winning basketball player that fits on almost any roster. Yeah. I, 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 the only argument I think you make the other way is because of Brooke Boy Tillman not wanting to have like a full max extension on the books. Whereas like this old depot's got an expiring, you know, the only one you'd have right now is John Wall. Um, so they've got that flexibility there. But no, man, I, I, I think your point is an excellent one as far as like if you're comparing of like, potentials there like if knowing Ben Simmons on the table um, I think you could make a really strong argument why you have to say yes to that trade package over the other right because what is the other team what is the what could possibly be the other offer that would, would have been out there the number of suitors is just so low and they their hand was forced so here we are yep. we had the trade we thought it was going to happen in the next few days, it happened in the next few hours. When yeah, you we thought we might, we today. thought we might make it to the weekend, but hey, we made this it works. to now, and we're glad we recorded this. And um, like I said, yeah, it's it's at the perfect time too of just that. I'm really just I'm ready. I, like that's a frustration with the coat. Like it's just like I'm ready to just dive all into basketball now. Oh, like, I've been leaked. League pass has been quite enjoyable over the last few weeks, having that back. I've been watching more than I normally would be able to, and it's great. I hope that we're don't have too many cancellations. Tonight was the worst cancellation wise. We had a handful of games canceled tonight. Yeah. But, and tomorrow, I mean, yeah, the next time, I mean, there's, but you know what? I think it'll be fine. And like, was, you know, we'll see what happens. They didn't release the second half of the schedule. They can rework it and fix it. Um, I think if anything, like the one thing I do sort of wish they had done another thing that I didn't, but like had expanded the rosters, just like put some additional, just like measures in. If like you knew these outbreaks were going to happen, like give us a little bit more, you know, shout out to my guy, Yogi Farrell for his, his couple games here with, uh, with the Cavs and this trade, my the worst part about this this fourteen trade is that the Cavs had a wave lost lost a roster. Spot. They they waved they waved Yogi Ferrell. Maybe hey maybe he gets to return to Brooklyn. They've got three roster spots they got to fill now. Yeah, they definitely need center. I'll say because uh, DeAndre Jordan is literally the only center they have on the roster. So, but uh, they lost. I mean, I don't know how that how they're going to structure the minutes between the three stars is now going to be interesting because i don't know i mean harden is gonna we haven't really talked about this we're gonna have to i think that this is something that we will definitely talk about more once we see it 
how Harden is going to transition playing off ball because he is not going to be able to have the ball in his hands as much. And KD is going to get on his ass if he's just like acting a fool when and giving up on plays or not doing anything when he doesn't have the ball. I think that that's going to be fun. I'm in, and Steve Nash, like, I don't think Steve Nash is going to put up with that either. No. Oh shit, he's reuniting with Dan Tony. <laughs> no, that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I totally just did not that, even like uh, that was the whole thing with Philly and yeah, it was like he yeah. Oh man, that's this is great. Hi, I can't Ultra. wait. Welcome to NBA basketball. Oh man. Well, I just I one <laughs> of the many wrinkles of this trade I hadn't really fully thought about yet. Anyway, um, let's wrap up, Peach. This is fun though. I'm glad that we've got the first big trade. Might maybe the first trade. I'm trying to think of what other ones have happened. This is the definitely the first the first big one. We thought that Oladipo is going to get traded this year. That has already happened, and now Bounce it's Bradley Beal to, to the Miami Heat. Next, Bradley Beal watch is now the next one up. Nugs maybe Nugs are 500, maybe getting a little panicky. Yeah, tis tis the NBA way of once the the next big trade piece is traded we immediately turn to who's next who's next up to fill first take and all of nba twitter gossip of the guy that needs to get traded and i think bradley beals it's his turn up to to have that for the next 18 months well if beal goes to the heat these is gonna be really good i mean the the top of the east is nice yeah yeah like that is the heat the Heat having that big three of Bam, Jimmy, and Beal is tough. Like, yeah. I mean, hey, if you can give me four real strong contenders in both conferences year in, year out, I'll be smitten. Yeah, sign me up, dude. I mean, last, I don't know, it's gotten better in the East. Um, we went in the last two seasons thinking the Bucks were going to definitely two years ago it was like bucks are running away with this and toronto ended up being as good as they were and then last year i the celtics the celtics heat and the heat were much better than what we thought um and obviously the bucks ran into injury problems but well hey man in the spirit of hashtag lakers better for eastern conference hashtag bucks better we'll see <laughs> Let's go, Yanni. Let's go. All right. Until next time, everyone. Be good. See ya. The winner takes all. It's the thrill of one more kill. The last one to fall. We'll never sacrifice their will.
love of Coco Puffs as a kid, Puff. Cameron Johnson's younger brother. I love Puff. The dragon? Or just Puff, the act fluff. of puffing? Puffing, fluffing, I love it all.